2: Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Juan Carlos Blanco of the Lines joining us right now on the, speaking of lines, Roman Guest Line. Juan, thank you for joining the show, brother. How are you?
1: absolutely thank you for having me again it's uh it's been a while since we talked about three months or so so good to to be on with you guys again
2: i know we definitely got to pick your brain about all things mlb i kind of miss you brother and then your profile pictures up on twitch i'm like man i I miss that guy that's a nice face (laughs) well can you can you tell me just kind of Peel the layer back a little bit to how you've been handicapping baseball about a month and some change in Uh, some teams had expectations that they have fallen short of it so far, but we still have a long season. And then you have other kind of trends like auto fading the Cincinnati Reds every time they play baseball or pitching matchup. Like what's been some of your go to stuff in your uh, in your betting toolbox for the MLB this year?
1: Yeah, well, I'll start by kind of telling you where there's been a little bit of, of some challenges or uphill, uphill battles is figuring out, you know, that first month of the season that we just kind of passed the anniversary of. It's been it's been interesting in how we saw kind of a real downturn in offense, especially the first couple of weeks. Of course, we did have a shortened spring training, and the bats usually start off a little slower than the, than the pitchers anyhow under normal circumstances. So I guess that wasn't really that surprising, but – the teams, some of the teams that were struggling really kind of made handicapping a little bit of a challenge when you had teams like the White Sox the Red Sox the uh, Blue Jays early on which were kind of still finding their way the Yankees early on were still finding their way first couple of weeks and you, you'd look at the names on in those lineups and you just couldn't fathom you know that they're not going to be scoring more than they are but that that's exactly what came to pass there for a bit it's some of those teams are starting to right the ship for sure some of them have uh basically hit their stride almost you know fully at this point like the yankees and the white Sox are really starting to come on but you know boston kind of still sitting there with a losing record is still confounding to me so there, there's been actually some some real uh tricks that you you know the, the tricky situations to navigate early on
0: what have you been finding the most value in because I'm, I'm very curious with this ball not being juiced anymore and then the weather heating up how that actually affects totals if you have any uh Teams in, ter- in terms of like sneaker one- sneaky ones, like obviously the Reds, people have been fading. But if you have ones that are kind of like middle of the road, either a total or just run line, things that you've been noticing with uh, some of these teams that maybe we don't have our eyes on.
1: Well, early on, even before the season started, I was really high on the Mariners and they, they, they've had a roller coaster for sure. They're kind of a, a little bit on a downswing again at this point but I really liked their their overall lineup and the, the type of hitters that they had, which I thought were pretty patient uh, hitters that could really work counts and so forth, and they've, they've shown glimpses of that. And so I, I've been able to uh, – I think be, be, I've been on them at times when they've been underdogs and gotten them at plus money because I've really had confidence in what they bring to the table. Uh, even so, I think they're still even going to come back and actually really, really – Uh, make noise here in the second half of the season, Uh, Once to get Cal Lewis back and so forth, and Julio Rodriguez continues to really blossom into, like, I think the star that he's going to be. I think you're going to see Seattle make a move. So I've kind of been on them at times. Uh, There have been, you know, teams like the Brewers that I think have been really, really... Reliable for me in terms of their pitching uh, with just a couple of exceptions, a couple of hiccups uh, here and there. And the Dodgers just, I mean, betting the uh, the oppositions uh, under uh, on the run total uh, when they're facing that Dodgers pitching staff has been a real, you know, real moneymaker, real dependable uh, way to go.
2: We're joined now by Juan Carlos Blanco of the Lines. You can check him out, or this podcast out rather. Once it comes out, Bet MGM Tonight, that's the name of the show. And the podcast. See how easy that is. Um, I was high on the Mariners as well, Juan. And also, I was high on the Phillies, man. I I, I did it. I was high on the Phillies. I thought they yeah. had, of course, they have more talent and they have a just a lot of hitting. And 2017 was the last time the, the Phillies started a season 12 and 16 or worse. And Considering how that season ended, you have to be concerned about what we're looking at right now. I mean, that team had Nick Pavetta making 26 starts. He had a 602 ERA. You also had Michael Saunders on that roster. He signed an $8 million free agent deal and then was released in June. I'm not saying the roster is anywhere close as bad as that one with Schwarber and Castellanos and, of course, Harper. But right now, it does not look good. How, how do you imagine the rest of this season going for them? And especially, how, how does that impact how you bet this team?
1: Right. Well, I, I, neglected to mention them, you know, at the beginning there was, mm-hmm. uh on that list of teams that were kind of disappointments and I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around them. Uh, just kind of like the, the Red Sox of the NL, I guess you could say yeah. with all that talent and all those names and, and falling short. So I, I do always, you know, with, with long seasons like baseball, I, I do usually have faith that you're going to see talent rise to the top over time, that things kind of correct themselves with a large enough sample size, so I, I'm still holding out hope uh, with them. I mean, Castellano's just an you know an excellent hitter. We know what Schwarber uh, can do in terms of the power department, and, and Harper, of course, is you know is a perennial MVP candidate. I mean, I think that that kind of t- talent has to eventually kick in for long stretches uh, of winning, uh, I, almost inevitable. You know, there has to be some kind of uh, just disaster to happen for that not to. Uh, really, for them not to pick it up here as we go along. I mean, but for the time being, until they kind of show true signs of getting things figured out over an extended period, I, I'm kind of, you know, fading them or or really looking at unders when they're playing, depending on who it is that they're up against. But, yeah, they're, they're just not a dependable offense at this point, for whatever reason.
0: JC, one of the teams that I did not expect to lead in terms of run-line record against the spread, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. They are just right below the LA Dodgers. Uh, one of these teams is not like the other, right? Like we got the Dodgers. <laughs> basically... I don't know. The Dodgers
2: are losing to the Pirates. They just gave <laughs> yeah. up another home run. I don't know.
0: Dodgers supposed to be kind of the favorite to win the whole damn thing. And I think we gave out the under on the Diamondbacks win total. Um, what's going on there?
1: I mean yeah that that's a great question, especially when you also factor in how bad Ktel Marte is playing mm-hmm. uh, and and they're still you know they're still sitting there with a you know winning record, barely, but they have it, and as you said, and doing great against you know against run lines and so forth so that is is a mystery to me. The Rockies are a bit of a mystery to me as well since we're talking n l west there uh, how well all those teams actually are doing, the entire division is above water right now. So uh, yeah, with Arizona, I mean it's it's a mixture of of some players I think maturing uh, and some timely hitting. Uh, always can make a team look better for stretches than what it actually is. Just like you know when you're not getting that timely hitting, you can just look like about the worst team out there. And those are just the kind of things I think that are coming together for them early. Uh, obviously, the big question is how sustainable is that going to be, especially if Marte continues to struggle because he, his talent, I mean, I don't envision that happening. Uh, he's another one of those players that I think over time his talent can't help but rise to the top as long as he's healthy. Uh, but if he were to continue to struggle for whatever reason, does the rest of, of that offense you know, stop uh, when they don't really have to pitch around them anymore and so forth The teams start to uh, not be afraid of him? Uh, You know, you might see a little bit of regression for the rest of the guys there, too. We
0: took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did.
2: And in the end, what will I become?
1: Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2.
2: Play it now with Game Pass. Uh, Our podcast listeners are not going to love this, but they should have been listening live. JC, we got a lot of games still yet to be underway tonight. Rays, Angels, Marlins, D-backs, Cubs, Padres, Phillies, Mariners, Rockies, and Giants. Anything that's jumping off the page uh, for you tonight? Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at the, well,
1: two teams we've already discussed here a little bit in the Phillies and Mariners. Uh, Tonight, I mean, I I like Seattle at home. I I like the way that, uh, you know, they just basically play. They they take advantage of their home park pretty well. Eight and five so far this year. Um, The Phillies are three and seven away. And as we talked about, just not playing up to potential right now. So I, I do like Seattle, you know, in that in that circumstance and in that scenario. Uh, I do. I don't have the, the money line figures in front of me, but I do like the Mariners as a home uh, favorite. I'm assuming here in this case.
2: Yeah, the Mariners. Actually, it's a pick'em between them and the Phillies. Minus one ten both mm. ways. Mm. We'll, do, mm, some, we'll okay. do some. We'll do some. We'll do some digging on that to to figure out what we're going to do with it uh, there. Um, before we get you out of here, though, I do want to pick your brain on the NBA. I mean, I know you can handicap anything. You know all of it, but we, of course, are in the middle of the NBA postseason. We're watching Milwaukee take on Boston right now. What is going on in your estimation in this series between uh, the 76ers and the Miami Heat? Uh, You got Joel Embiid coming back, and he looks like a game changer, not just for himself, but also James Harden makes him look like a better player. And then they're just a different team. And now I'm looking at Miami, and I'm like, I don't know if you're going to be able to make it out of that series. How do you envision this series going between those two teams?
1: Yes, I mean, we really are looking now at something that it's just anybody's ball game here, so to speak, at this point. And I wouldn't have said that, obviously, uh, you know, that's no big newsflash. But I wouldn't have said that, and neither would have anyone two games back. But this has been just incredible what Embiid's been able to do. I mean, coming off a couple of fairly serious injuries, still playing, I know, with also the thumb uh, in bad shape, of course. And and just his presence, I guess, both the tangible on-court effect and the confidence that that is, seems to give Philadelphia is just incredible. Uh, So at this point, I'm actually given, I'm leaning Philly for the series beard only because we're, we're looking at a team that really when Embiid is in there is a lot deeper, I think, than Miami Mm -hmm. is when you come down to it.
0: JC, aren't you in Miami?
1: I am. I'm in South Florida. Correct. Are you
0: trying to not mush yourself? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, I am I have been a heat follower since nineteen eighty eight because I'm an old guy. So I've been there since the team was team rolled out its first game, but wow. I am at this point, I mean, I, I'm just trying to be realistic. As we know in, in betting there are no uh there shouldn't be any homerism uh, taking effect. And so the, I am uh, trying to be realistic. I'm Sixers looking at Jimmy Butler no and then just a bunch
2: of guys. Trista, the, the, Heat, Sixers, the Heat don't have depth either. Uh, well, they, you really got to look at it. I, they have, I they know, they but nobody. literally
0: the George, Georges Nang and Ferkman corkmoss I mean, we had
2: someone come on our show. I was it? Coach Young came on and said, hey, Victor Oladipo is what I mean. I mean, come on. I mean, I, I love right, Coach well, Young and I think I, I love his right. opinion, but we're talking about Oladipo. All right. My goodness. Is well. Yeah, I mean with the way the last couple of games have gone it's just what I'm what I think
1: I'm seeing here is Jimmy Butler and and just a bunch of other guys that are kind of trying to to get something done but that can't be relied on night to night. Uh, Adebayo obviously is a great player, yet, what I saw happen to him in game three and the mm-hmm. downturn he had there is is something that obviously gives you reason for concern. So, but, I mean, Butler is definitely, you know, as reliable as it gets. Everybody else is who I'm concerned with, you know, night to night, now that we're down to basically best of three, basically, at this point.